everybody. This is the fifth Daily Lobo podcast. My name is Elizabeth Sanchez, and I'm the editor-in-chief at the Daily Lobo. To begin this podcast, I would like to talk about a movement that's near and dear to the Daily Lobo. This Wednesday, student journalists across the country work together to ignite a conversation about the importance of what we do through editorials. The movement was called hashtag Save Student Newsrooms. The Daily Lobo participated in this. You can find it on the front page of Thursday's paper, as well as on our website, We're really advocating for student newsrooms to be more recognized and more appreciated overall because throughout the country, various newsrooms have been losing funding. They've been combining their papers with the schools that they're associated with, which isn't really appropriate because if we remain independent like the Daily Lobo, we do not have as many ties to the university. Therefore, we would not feel restricted or concerned about the university somehow reprimanding us. The importance of remaining independent is huge. Student newsrooms not only offer a space for students to grow, learn, foster a really strong community, they also provide a space for journalists to produce some really excellent work that can be seen across multimedia platforms. And I'm really proud to say that the Daily Lobo participated in this movement, and I hope that we can continue to support student journalists across the country and the world. So up next, the Chicana and Chicano Studies Department proposal for advanced degrees was approved by the Faculty Senate Tuesday. Madison Sprato and Danielle Prokop reported on the story, and Madison is here with us today to talk about it. The Faculty Senate was met with cheers from about 30 demonstrators in support of their vote on April 24th. The department was created 50 years ago and is now one step closer to achieving its goal of students pursuing master's certificates, master's, and doctoral degrees at UNM. However, the unanimous faculty senate vote is not the last hoop to jump through. The proposal will now move through the UNM Board of Regents Academic Student Affairs and Research Committee, the full Board of Regents, and then finally before the Higher Education Department. Moises Santos is a graduate instructor for the Chicana and Chicano Studies Department and was there Tuesday to show his support. He says despite having three more approval processes to go through, he is looking forward to the next steps. He says the vote on Tuesday was, quote, a positive push forward, end quote. Irene Vasquez is the chair of the department and says support for the proposal has come from students, faculty, and alumni. The program aims to have an incoming cohort in the fall of 2019. Another thing you should have on your radar today is yesterday's Survivors Stand event held at Cornell Mall. Catherine Stringham is here with us today to talk about it a little bit more. Yesterday, community members gathered at Cornell Mall to advocate and raise awareness for sexual violence during Survivors Stand. The event was put on by the Student Alliance for Reproductive Justice, otherwise known as SARGE. Survivors Stand was one of the last events at UNM held for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Sarge President Jasmine Valdez said the organization wanted to let students know they have a voice on campus and give them an opportunity to speak up. Anyone was welcome to share their experiences or writing about sexual violence. Many women read poetry they had written while dealing with different forms of sexual violence. Raina Davis was one of these poets. She said, quote, Writing has been a really good way for me to process things, to rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and heal, end quote. More than 15 women stood up and shared their sexual assault stories, and the audience applauded for each one. According to Rain, a national anti-sexual violence organization, one in every six American women will be the victim of either attempted or completed rape in their lifetime. In addition, 94% of women who are raped experience post-traumatic stress disorder. Peyton Hanna, a member of the band playing at Survivor Stand, said, quote, 
These discussions need to be had, and we need places where it's okay to have them, end quote. Dr. Pamela Cheek, a professor at UNM and a member of Faculty for a Sexual Assault-Free Environment, also spoke at the event. Cheek said she has been sexually assaulted in both small and big ways, but what impacted her even more was the rape and murder of her sister. She says she understands that students can't learn if they do not feel safe, so she works to try to make students feel safe and supported on campus every day. Among others speaking at Survivor's Stand, Helen Maestas, Deputy Director for Constituent Services, was there on behalf of Mayor Tim Keller. Maestas said this week the mayor's office started SAIL, the Sexual Assault Information Line. People can call this line to speak with professional staff and also track the progress of their rape kits in the Albuquerque police system. The number to call is 1-866-613-7245. Also yesterday, Gina McCarthy, the former head of the Environmental Protection Agency, gave an animated speech about climate change at the UNM School of Law. The former EPA administrator under President Barack Obama flew from Boston and spoke before a crowd of nearly 200 community members, faculty, and students. Danielle Prokop reported on the story, and Elizabeth is here with more. Her eyeglasses came on and off, and McCarthy often cracked jokes from the podium, heckling the crowd. The focus of her speech was reframing how climate change and policy is discussed. McCarthy said in order to better convince all people of the serious nature of climate change, advocates need to talk about the public health effects. She said, quote, stop talking about the health of the planet. The planet could give to, sorry, I'll be polite. The planet doesn't care if the climate is changing. It remains a planet. We should care because people might not be living on the planet, end quote. One policy issue that came up was the repeal of the EPA Clean Power Plan. The repeal was proposed by Scott Pruitt, the current EPA administrator under President Donald Trump. Apple, Google, and other companies have publicly condemned the repeal of the policy, which aims to curb carbon emissions. Tabling at the event was Tere Baca, an intern with Environment New Mexico. She was representing a coalition of environmental group collecting public comments on the repeal. Baca said, quote, The Clean Power Plan is something that former Administrator McCarthy personally worked on and something we really don't want to see destroyed, end quote. The Clean Power Plan was expected to cut power sector emissions by 32% in 2030. According to the EPA, power plants fueled by coal and natural gas are responsible for one-third of the United States' carbon dioxide emissions. McCarthy spoke for just over half an hour and dedicated another half hour to answering questions from the audience. McCarthy directed her comments to the university students in the audience because she said college campuses are the future of developing sustainability. She said, quote, you are our conscience. You tell us what you need. You are the people we should be working for, end quote. McCarthy ended her speech with a challenge to the audience not to just talk about climate change, but to take action by voting and advocating. She said, quote, pull up your big girl pants, your big boy pants, or your gender-neutral pants, and do something. We'll all be better for it, end quote. Up next, we have Cameron Goldner with a recap of this week's sports. Cameron? Thanks, Elizabeth. Baseball was able to get off the mat this weekend, taking a series victory over UNLV two games to one. The win in Friday night's series opener broke a 10-game slide for the Lobos, as Matthew Narvaez reported. The team also played a pair of midweek games against non-conference foe Grand Canyon, and the two teams split the two games. The Lobos are back in action beginning on Friday night against San Jose State for the first of a three-game set in San Jose. 
The softball team lost a weekend series with Utah State two games to one. They traveled to take on number 10 Arizona last night and lost 3-1 to one in a game dominated by pitching. Softball will also take on San Jose State this weekend in a three-game road set that begins Friday. The Lobos, who are 12-32 and 32 on the season, only have three series remaining before the end of the year. Beach Volleyball wrapped up its season this past weekend in Tucson, Arizona with three games. The lone win of the weekend came against Benedictine University at Mesa, as the squad dropped matches with Arizona and Utah. The Lobos finished the season 9-14. Men's tennis took both matches this weekend, recording victories over Denver and Air Force to wrap up the regular season. Now, the team prepares for the Mountain West Tournament, which begins tonight against the host San Diego State. The Lobos are the three seed in the tournament. The women's tennis team lost their last match of the regular season on Saturday, falling to Air Force. They will be the 10 seed in the Mountain West Tournament, taking on number 9 Nevada in Boise, Idaho today. If the Lobos advance, they will face off against the number 1 seed, UNLV. Last night, the Isotopes took on Las Vegas in the first game of a five-game homestand that will conclude on Sunday. This series marks the final time this season that the 51s will come to town. Thank you, Cameron. In other Daily Lobo news, current co-news editor Kyle Land will officially become editor-in-chief on Monday. Therefore, this will be my final podcast as the host. However, I will continue to participate in the Daily Lobo in other ways. I'm really looking forward to all the work the staff will be producing this coming year. I think Kyle's a great leader, and I'm really happy to leave the Daily Lobo in such good hands. Look out for next week's podcast. It will be recorded in conjunction with the print issue, which is a special photo issue. We'll be talking with photographers who contributed to that issue and hearing from them about all the stories that go behind the images. So that concludes today's podcast. I'd like to thank Catherine Stringham, Madison Spratto, Cameron Goldner, and Danielle Prokop for contributing to this podcast. Although Danielle Prokop couldn't be here today, she did contribute heavily to the writing of this podcast. We'd also like to thank Cumulus Media, as always, for letting us use their studio. Thank you all for listening, and hope you have a great day. 